Welcome to another installment of Technically It Is Real on NorthCoastUnderground.com and on Spotify. I am your host, Tyrell Jackson, and this is the show where we keep it real. Here on this show, we talk about wrestling, football, basketball, baseball, and everything in between. We shoot straight from the hip and do not pull on any punches. So just sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink or snack, and enjoy the show. Because this is Technically It Is Real. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Technically It Is Real. I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. Welcome to episode 13 of one of the best sports show here on North Coast Underground. As a matter of fact, it might be the only sports show on North Coast Underground. But thank you all for listening again on a cold yet beautiful Saturday here in Valley View, Ohio. Again, I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. Today's show is going to be good. We are going to talk about AEW Full Gear. We're talking about the entire show, my thoughts about that show. But you know how we got to start this show. We got to start this show with Jobber of the Week. And everybody knows by now what Jobber of the Week is. So let's just get into it. Jobber of the Week. Very simple. Very simple. Uh, who Jobber of the Week is, but it was hard to find who Jobber of the Week was because there has been a lot going on between the Antonio Brown uh, having fake vaccination cards uh, to um, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, still defending his immunization thing somewhat. Um, He kind of died down that stuff a little bit, but um, I did read something about how he was defending it um, still. There is also uh, about... Um, I'm trying, trying to think what, what, you know, I just had it in my head, but the real jobber of the week, the real jobber of the week is that none other than Zach Stacy. If you do not remember who Zach Stacy is, Zach Stacy is a former NFL running back for the Rams when they were in St. Louis. And at the time I always thought that, Hey, he was a pretty good talent. And uh, he pretty much kind of obscured from the uh, NFL world uh, shortly after the Rams had drafted Todd Gurley in the first round back in, I want to say it was 2014 or 2015. So he is Jobber of the Week because there has been video surface of him beating his ex-girlfriend right in front of their child. You definitely deserve jobber of the week for that and it's not for the comedic reasons or just the plain old stupid reasons or whatever it may be it is the fact that you beat a woman your ex-girlfriend and then to do it in front of your child you definitely deserve jobber of the week this is not a light situation at all ladies and gentlemen it is not it's not even close to being a light situation because of the simple fact that this happened and the video was just brutal it was honestly brutal. Honestly. Like, the way he did her was crazy. Like, it really was. And it was uncalled for. Um, do not condone it at all. And to do that in front of their five-month-old child, uh, I think people need to realize, like, that still can affect the child's uh, development and growth uh, to see their mother being treated the way that Zach uh, Stacy uh, treated uh, her. Uh, there, there's more development on this story, so there's really not a lot of details, but the simple fact of Stacy beating um, and abusing his his ex girlfriend, his baby mother, whatever you want to call her, 
Um, so I do wish her uh, a speedy recovery and and wish that child a speedy recovery because um, you know that's that's tough to watch. And I know you know when we think about five month olds, oh, they're not going to remember a lot of things, but that's something that's traumatizing. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's something's going to stem for that later down the line where that child is not going to understand where that came from uh, until maybe somebody shows them or whatever it may be. I, I just don't know. But I do know that uh, Zach Stacy is um, is a piece of human dog crap uh, for doing what he did. And I hope justice is served to him. I really, really hope justice is served to him. So Zach Stacy is Jobber of the Week. I'm not going to dive deep into it. Um, because that's just what my thoughts are on it. And that's also what we really have right now. Um, I, I, I've read articles where he's detained and in jail right now, whatever it may be. So, I mean, that's what we really got here. It's not like we have a lot of information besides that. It's just that's pretty much what we got here so far. Uh, also, honorary job of the week on a lighter note. We all know is Dan Snyder. We all know Dan Snyder is honorary job of the week, but why am I bringing up Dan Snyder now? Because the picture servicing of the Washington football team's programs at their football games has a wonderful, beautiful picture of Dan Snyder smiling at you and a quick bio about who Dan Snyder is. Oh, we know who you are, Dan Snyder. We know exactly who you are, you piece of crap. You know, we, we know that you don't run your organization functionally. We know that you don't change your organization's name unless FedEx says, hey, I'm pulling my name off the ground. I mean, off, off the stadium. That's who we know. We know that you treated Sean Taylor with the utmost disrespect. And for to use Sean Taylor as a PR stunt to get rid of the whole email thing that the NFL is going through right now. Uh, that the NFL won't release. So they will be honorary jobber of the week as well. Um, yes, you will always be jobber of the week, Dan Snyder. And uh, let's talk about this Antonio Brown situation real quick. Because I think that's crazy. It doesn't surprise me. I think it's crazy. I've known of people. I've heard stories of people getting fake vaccination cards. So that alone does not surprise me the slightest bit at all. Uh, what surprises me is that he got caught, per se. I don't know what happened to where people was like, okay, let's dive a little deep into Antonio Brown's vaccination card. But he did get caught. That's the part that surprises me uh, with that whole situation. And I think that's crazy because I was like, wait, he got caught? Like, I didn't think he was going to get caught. But he did, and it is what it is with that. But I get his philosophy behind it like people are making fun of him but you got to realize like it was just a few months ago where urban meyer came out and was like hey look we're we're basing it based off your vaccination status but he kind of tried to play it off but we knew what he really meant and i know antonio brown was on the buccaneers but you have to think hey general managers and coaches are thinking this way of am i vaccinated or is my player vaccinated i should say and with that I can see how he would get a fake card, pay the money to get the fake card. I can see that happening to protect his job or whatever it may be. Not the smartest thing, but I get it because of the simple fact that there were general managers, even though they don't want to say it, there were general managers, there were coaches that really was putting the vaccination statuses of their players into question of whether they should be on the roster or not. Um, so 
I get it, but a little bit of job of the week for getting caught. So when we come back from commercial, we're going to talk about AEW Full Gear. You definitely don't want to miss that. And we are also going to uh, give awards out for AEW Full Gear. This is Technically It Is Real on North Coast Underground. We will be back. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For, for taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is going to hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, ever had a passion for broadcast media radio? Come to Ohio Media School and receive hands-on training from industry professionals in the field of TV, radio, and film. Be a part of our student-ran radio station. Ohio Media School helps grads find job placement prior to receiving their diploma. We have seven locations, but we're located at 9885 Rockside Road in Valley View, Ohio. Visit us online at beonair.com or call us at 216-242-4342. Ohio Media School. We change lives. We're here to make rock great again here at northcoastunderground.com where the underground starts with you.
that old highway by next of kin that was that song welcome back to technically it is real so let's get into it we got a e w full gear review it is that time yes i watched this entire show we previewed it last week we're gonna review it this week and like i said last week the show the match that i feel like the show should have opened with was mjf versus darby allen and thank god that they did that because they got the best crowd reaction of the night in my opinion they got the most live crowd of the night in my opinion and after this match i think the crowd tired out very fast about how because of how good this match was so they tired out pretty fast and i mean that's that's what happened when you have a match between two future stars that i believe that are going to be two future world champions in my opinion i think there is no doubt in my mind that they're going to be two future world champions rather it's with aew or with another promotion so let's get into this match first off when mjf's theme cuts on he gets booed out of the arena i mean just absolutely booed out of the arena and it was beautiful to listen it was beautiful to see he is a true heel and i know people go back and forth in the arena about mjf darby allen whatever it may be but that first note of that song he is just booed there is no cheers i love for that i also love the little um uh intro video that uh that they did for darby island with him driving around and stuff like that and they had the guy with the mjf mask on or paper mask on and he burns the car i like that and let me just say this these two guys are two of the hottest stars in the business there is no doubt about it because when you when you hear a course of booze that out drains your music or when you come out and you cannot hear the song that Darby Allen's theme song, which Darby Allen's theme song is phenomenal. MJF's theme song, phenomenal. They have two of the best theme songs in the in that business, uh, in that company right now. So when you have two guys extremely over, good music, good vibe to them, uh, good energy, good heat, or good uh, fan affair, this is bound to happen. This this was a perfect uh, collision course of two guys who are super over, who are future stars of this business, both young and both extremely talented. So Darby Allen comes out just, just a course of cheers. I mean, just cheers, uh, to the point where they drain out his music. Like I really cannot hear his theme song at all. That's how loud it was. Um, they start off with a collar and elbow tie up that surprised me with AEW. It really does, because usually they want to do the flippity flippity doos and whatever it may be. Oh, and we will get into that. But the fact that they started off with a collar and elbow tie up, a couple of side headlocks here and there. Um, basically, the story of this match was MGF saying, I can beat Darby Allen with just a side headlock. That was the story that they was going in. So the fact that MGF is starting off early with side headlocks, trying to pin. Darby Allen with side headlocks. I mean, I thought that was very good. Uh, they showed some athleticism. Everything was well-timed. They did the whole, you know, back and forth reversal, whatever it may be, not really hitting each other. Um, they also did a um, you know, kind of like the pin roll-up thing where they're teasing multiple pins. I like the pace of this match so far. Um, there's a point in the match where MJF is outside of the ring. Um Somebody says something to MJF, and I think this was perfectly timed because MJF plays the character perfectly, 
And also, this gives Darby Allen time to set up. It makes MJF look very distracted. And therefore, MJF turns around at the last second and catches Darby Allen. I thought that was very, very well smoothly done. Um, I don't know if that's thanks in part to the fan. But the fan definitely did help. Because it gave time for MJF to turn around, look at the fan, talk to the fan, talk trash to the fan. And then at the last second, turns around right into the elbow of Darby Allen. Very nice tope suicida by Darby Allen. Um, then as Darby Allen's getting MJF back into the ring... Darby Allen decides to stop him halfway through the apron. He does the coffin drop, misses it. Nasty, nasty spot uh, on the apron by Darby Allen. Um, this is where MJF starts attacking the back. Starts attacking the back, does submission moves to, 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 to the lower back to make it seem like it hurt. I miss that about wrestling today. When you can tell a story of where one opponent's body part is hurt, that's where the other part, uh, that's where the opponent who has the advantage goes for that body part. I've always liked that about wrestling. It, it helps slow down the match. It helps slow down the pace. It helps get the crowd's air back into them. And then you can go in and bang, 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 bang at the end. I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I, there, there was um, also a part, trade backs before. They get up to the top rope. Darby Helling hits a nice top rope stunner. Um, then later on in the match, uh, MJF hits a beautiful powerbomb backbreaker. Um, here's a beautiful powerbomb backbreaker. Um, this is after Darby Allen tried to hit the cold red. It gets reversed. Boom, powerbomb backbreaker. Love that spot. Also love the spot where there was a nice reverse where MJF is trying to go for the powerbomb again. But it gets reversed into a cold red. Um, uh, gets, actually, no, excuse me. It was it was another cold red um, um Timing. It was another cold red thing that Darby Allen was trying to do. It got reversed into another powerbomb by MGF, who then hit a bridge for a pinfall. Uh, didn't got uh, Darby Allen kicked out at two. Uh, and the, the, here's my problem that I had with this match. Here's my problem that I had with this match because Darby Allen starts attacking the knee, starts attacking MGF's knee because MGF is starting to sell that his knee is hurting, um, whatever it may be, and. MJF reacts to the wrong knee. I, I felt like that was a little that was a little mistake. He re, like his left knee is hurting throughout the whole match. He starts reacting to the right knee hurting. Uh, um, he starts reacting to the right knee hurting, and it was like, no, well, you were selling your left your left knee the entire time, but that's okay. It's MJF. That's okay. He's still young or whatever it may be. Um, there was a beautiful figure four by Darby Allen. It was back and forth, turn it around, uh, rope breaks, turn it around. Um, MJF was able to reverse it. Darby Allen had to reach for the ropes. Uh, Tombstone power driver onto the apron by MJF. Beautifully well done. It was perfectly executed to me. It was the second apron spot of the match. I was okay with that. And it also, when you hit the tombstone, your opponent's head is really not supposed to hit the mat. You can paralyze somebody doing that. So I think MJF protected Darby Allen perfectly on that spot. I think it was perfectly executed uh, by MJF. Um... I had a little bit of gripes, like the, sh the referee's shoulder needs, you know, referee needs to know when the shoulder is actually down, which I get into that a little bit. Um, they didn't need to go for the multiple pinfall roll-ups again. They went for it a second time at towards the end of this match. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was like, you already did it the first time. You're kind of repeating the same thing. Those are my little gripes about this great match. Um, Darby Allen hits a reverse coffin drop. Um... 
yeah, Darby Allen has a reverse coffin drop. Uh, there's then at some point Sting of uh, the Pinnacle tries to come down and help MJF, but here comes Sting for the save with the baseball bat. Uh, actually hits uh the chairman Sean Spears with the chair. Ironically enough, is beating Warlow. Uh, it was able to get them outside of the ring. It did not distract from the match at all. It told a little story of in of itself of Sting protecting Darby Allen at all costs, and it did not interfere with the flow and the pace of the match at all. It was his own outside body work. I thought that was done very well but shortly after that mjf gets the skateboard in the ring and i'll actually love this part mjf gets a skateboard in the ring the referee is still somewhat distracted then he hands the skateboard over to darby allen and is telling darby allen hit me hit me hit me with the skateboard and darby allen is hesitant doesn't hit him with the skateboard the referee takes the skateboard away from darby allen mjf pulls out the brass ring uh, pulls out the diamond ring, excuse me, from the from his tights, hits Darby Allen with the ring, hides the ring, and then puts in the side headlock, turns him over with the side headlock, pins him one, two, three, even though Darby sh- Allen's shoulders are up. Beautiful finish, a perfectly timed finish. It was the right time to pull that finish. It was the right finish to do. It also showed that MJF was right again by technically he can say, I beat Darby Allen with a side headlock. MGF for the win. I thought this was an excellent match. I thought this was an excellent opener. The crowd was live throughout the whole entire match. You can feel the energy. You can feel the excitement throughout the entire match. I absolutely love this match. Um, they get This match gets an A-plus for me from top to bottom. There's a few things that, that I didn't like. I didn't like the multiple pinfall attempts over and over again um, where they were rolling, 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 rolling. It was like the first time was cool. The second time, okay, we don't really need to do that again. Um, outside of that, I have nothing bad to say about this match. Um, the referee was okay, you know. But I have nothing to say b- bad about this match. I think everything was timed perfectly. I, I just said my one gripe. That that's really about it. Like that's really about it. That oh, and that and MGF reacting to the wrong knee. But that's just like a mistake or whatever it may be. Um, but outside of those two things, nothing bad to say about this match at all. Thought it was a great opener, and it really kind of took the 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 win out of the crowd. I, that's how great this match was, and I think this match set the pace for the entire pay per view. Of okay, go out there and top that. I think that was perfect. I thought it was perfectly put into that position, and overall, just a excellent, excellent match. So let's get into this second match, which was the AEW Tag Team Championships. Lucha Bros versus FTR. Pre-match assault. The guys are trading a series of blows, series of chops. Um, then the, uh, the match gets in order. There's some back and forth. Chops by Dax. Chops by uh, Penta. Uh, another roll-up series between Dax and Penta. So we just seen two in one match. Now we're getting again in the next match. And it looks more sloppy. Um, <clears throat> Ray Phoenix is definitely the strongest of the two of the Lucha Bros. I do not like Penta at all. I don't like his wrestling style. I don't like his wrestling abilities. I think he's slow. I think his footwork is sloppy. I think I don't think he's that good of a wrestler. I think he gets carried by Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is definitely the strong suit of the two. Um, FTR. FTR. Let me say this about FTR real quick. And this is why FTR is one of my favorite tag teams in the business. Um, and one of my favorite tag teams in AEW right now. Can we learn basic tag rules i want people to notice what was there the entire show 
when it came to tag matches. I think we had what three, two or three tag team matches, maybe four, because we had we had this match, the Pac and Cody Rhodes, Malachi and Andrade. So that's two. Then you got uh, the the six man tag, which was a tornado tag, and I get into that a little bit. And then you had the ten man tag, which oh, we will definitely get into that. You definitely want to stay tuned and not miss for that. So. The one thing I noticed with the tag matches, there's a tag rope. And the tag team rule states, you have to be in your corner, tag rope in hand. And it's really supposed to be a hand-to-hand tag, but they've gotten lenient about hand-to-hand tags with the back slap tags and stuff like that. And to me, that that's not a big gripe anymore um, when done right or whatever it may be. Um, but you're supposed to be in your corner having hand and rope. If you don't have a tag rope, then your hand, one hand has to be in the corner. Here's the basic thing about tag team wrestling when it comes to tags. You have to tag over the top rope. Not in between, not all the way on the other side of the apron, in your corner, over the top rope. This is what FTR and the Lucha Bros do. This is what FTR definitely does. This is what the botch bucks, excuse me, the young bucks do not do. They don't do that at all. So when I see a team in AEW, a legitimate tag team, why this tag team has not won multiple tag teams of the year, do basic tag moves, and then the the godsend tag team of the year, the young bucks can't do it. That's my problem. You can't call somebody tag team of the year and they don't even know basic tag rules anyway that's just my little rant about tag team wrestling uh match quality was way better when ftr when cash and dex got control of this match when it wasn't a lot of high flying stuff when it was slowed down when they were cutting the ring off in half when they were beating pinsa up everything like that that's when the match quality got better um he'll text about tully but tully cannot draw any heat um, there was a beautiful, uh, nice assisted cannonball by the Lucha Bros. Very timed, very well. And uh, I think it was Dax in the middle of the, uh, on the on the apron, not the apron, the, uh, the the turnbuckle. He was in the corner against the turnbuckle. wasn't on the top rope or anything like that. And Ray Phoenix, um, Penta lays down. Ray Phoenix goes for the cannonball, but he uses uh, Penta as an assist. To get to the cannonball spot uh, over to Dax or it was Cash. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was very, very nicely done. It was very timed. That's how you time your tag team moves, Young Bucks. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't like the Young Bucks. I think if anybody knows me, they know I don't like them at all. Um, Again, talked about the heel tactic. Um, I love the fact that Dax was uh, mocking the Penta, uh, the Zero Miedo. Uh, thing, but then flipped off the middle finger. I had like that spot. Um, during the tease, there was a tease where Penta is trying to reach Ray Phoenix, and I noticed this right off the bat. He's trying to reach, and they, they're doing the slow thing, and Dax is trying to hold him back and everything like that, and Dax pulls him away. I noticed that there was actually a legal tag there. There was a legal tag there. I think a lot of people missed it. I didn't see a lot of people talking about it, but Ray Fiends definitely got tagged in on that spot. That's just a little thing that I had to say about that real quick. Um, I love the spot where where Phoenix finally gets tagged in, but the referee is distracted. 
And this is another issue that I have in today's wrestling is that sometimes referees will let it happen. Well, in this situation, the referee doesn't let it happen because the referee did not see it. And that's another thing about tag team wrestling. The referee has to see the tag. If the referee does not see the tag, then that means that the tag is not valid. It's null and void. The opponent must get back to his other side. And it opens up the heels to get more heat. Because as the referee's pushing the what the fans saw as the legal partner, the referee, who's the official, deems him as the illegal partner. And as he's pushing the illegal partner away, the heels can do more heel stuff to get more heat. I've always loved that spot. They did it perfectly. And it makes a tag even hotter. Um, there was an, uh, Once Phoenix got in with the hot tag, he does a couple moves, does a nice double cutter to both Dax and, uh, and Cash. Um, this was spot of the match. This was spot of the match. Ray Phoenix gets on the top rope while, while, um, while Dax is kind of like leaning against the rope. And he tight ropes the ropes and kicks Dax's head in. I love that spot of the match. I loved it. It was perfect. It was perfect, perfect, perfect. That is hard to do. That is hard to tightrope that type rope, and he did it, and soccer kicked him perfectly. Um, there was an instant where I thought the match should There's actually three instances where I thought this match should end it. Here's the first one. There is a spot where, um, where basically... Um, FTR gets a hold of their AAA tag titles. They hit Penta with the... Uh, it was either Penta or Phoenix. I can't remember off the top of my head which one. With the belt. You know, he gets rolled out. Boom, hits him with the belt. And then he gets rolled out for the pin. I felt like that should have ended the match. It didn't. Um, there was a legal tag in the match. To me, the reason why it was illegal was because it was not in the corner. The referee let it happen, whatever. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, with one... Hell of a frog splash. I mean, he got some height on that frog splash. Um, and this was toward the match. I felt like that should end the match. Because Penta has Dax in the in the figure four. Penta hits the hits the frog splash in tribute of Eddie. That should have ended the match right there. Um then it started getting to too many near falls, too many near falls, too many near falls. Um This match ended horribly. Like, I thought this was a decent match. I didn't think this was like one of the best matches, but I thought this was a decent match. And so they got to the end where they where 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 Dax and Cash, or it was just Cash that gets in this green match. They're supposed to be mocking some some uh some tag team that hunts the Lucha Bros. And um basically the commentators say, Hey, that's 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 Cash. That's not Dax. Dax is the legal guy. Dax is the legal guy. They can see the hair through the mask, but the pinfall still was allowed to happen. And that's how the match ended. And I think that killed the crowd. Uh, Lucha Bros wins, defends the title, and that's that. And that, to me, the finish was absolute crap to a decent match. Um, so there's your first two matches of AEW. Uh, full Gear, when we come back, we're going to continue with this AEW Full Gear. We got Middle and Brian Danielson. And then we also got to talk about the Bosch Bucks and Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage will be right back here on Technically It Is Real on North Coast Underground. We will be back after these messages. 
Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Everywhere that we go, he makes people laugh and makes people smile, and I feel like I have that quality. He's the one who always takes me fishing. I watch golf with him. And <laughs> I watch him cook, because when I grow up, I want to be a cook, too. Me have the same faces like this. Dad is the one, when you fall, that picks you up. That unconditional sense of presence and um, reassurance is really what makes him my father. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, loves sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to school. We were going through a green light when another car ran a red light and hit us, killing Joe. The National Safety Council estimates one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. Visit nsc.org slash callskill. Hey, this is Tal from the Ohio Media School. Jumpstart your career in broadcasting today. Take advantage of the opportunity to craft your skills and learn new things all at the same time. If money is tight, no worries. They have financial aid programs that can help make your passion for creativity completely doable. Radio, video, social media, doesn't matter at OMS. They cover all of it. Visit beyondair.com or call 216-503-5900. That's 216-503-5900. The Ohio Media School. We change lives. Do you like EDM, dubstep, or techno? Well, then you're at the wrong station. NorthCoastUnderground.com, where the underground starts with you.
I say everything. Now people wanna say that we breaking in, but they told us we hesitant. I don't get it. Now people come when they let us in. I am better than every resident in a rap game. Talking sweet too. Too many cavities in the speech booth. I know that. Why you still here? Step! Step! Got a walk man, got a lean man, got a hope man, got a joke man, got a broke man, got a yes man, got a S man, I'm the best man. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. I feel like. My bars, my house, and dope. Tommy tugging like she trying to flip, but she on a row. No tobacco, but I'm trying to dip like I gotta go. The universe and my father, he know it's something about to blow. Telling all the tales, mouth been hanging with Sonic. My brain is really clumsy, it been dropping some knowledge. Your tank is stuck on me, and I've been racking the mileage. You can shake, I wouldn't shake because my music is popping. Got a walk man, got a lean man, got a hope man, got a joke man, got a broke man, got a yes man, got a S man, I'm the best man, I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, hold up, I'm winning, I'm winning. Got a walk man, got a lean man, got a hope man, got a joke man, got a broke man, got a yes man, got a S man, I'm the best man, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I feel like I am the greatest. I'm winning, I'm winning, you can see that I'm ticking because like I am about to blow my shoes are tight and you tripping. Got a check in the mail, feel like I'm doing well, being tested like I studied, I am not about to fail. Money, you miss it because, like, every time you get a couple dollars, you spend it. I got checks with them Nike, so so up, then I'm flying. I know the vision can shoot you without you knowing what happened. Got a line for you, buddy. You catching Z's like a zoo. That means you lazy, 
crazy, I can't hang with you. I mean, like, maybe, like, maybe, maybe we could have been cool. But I mean, like, lately, like, lately, lately, I've been on the move. Look, we can have a ball, but you're not Cinderella. Say you make it rain and I must control the weather. You can hate, I know you hate because you see I'm accomplished. You can shake, I wouldn't shake because my music is popping. Got a walk man, got a lean man, got a hope man, got a joke man, got a broke man, got a yes man, got a S man on the best man. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. Hold up, I'm winning, I'm winning. Got a walk man, got a lean man, got a hope man, got a joke man, got a broke man, got a yes man, got a S man on the best man. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm winning, I'm winning. I feel like I am the greatest. Winning by Nobi. Song before that was How We Move by RMG. Welcome back to Technically It Is Real. So let's continue on with the AEW Full Gear uh, review. Let's get into Miro versus Brian Danielson. Uh, again, another collar and elbow in this show. Another one. I was very surprised, but hey, it was short lived. Miro showing that strength, easily telling the story of the bigger man versus the small man. Uh, Hard-hitting match, very nice pace match. Uh, with slow pace, they kept going back and forth. Uh, Light mirror with the nice overhead suplex. Uh, I saw this a lot online, but I also get it. Um, people were ripping Jr. for keep calling Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan, but people need to realize like Brian Danielson's wrestling name was Daniel Bryan for eleven years. It really was. It's kind of hard to uh, break out of that when you've been programmed to do something for 11 years. Hell, I still, from time to time, still call him Daniel Bryan. But, you know, it's something that you got to learn. It's okay. Um, I love how JR called out at RB Edwards' uh, ring count out count. Uh, he just goes on and says... Yeah, she has, he was like, uh, what did he say? He said, yeah, it's easier for you to get into the ring when uh, when Aubrey Edwards had the, the slowest cows I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, my God, that was beautiful. I absolutely loved it. Um, I love JR's energy. I know people go, oh, he doesn't have good energy. I love how he keeps it real. Subtle, sometimes, sometimes savagely, but keeps it 100% real. That's how we'd like to do it on this show anyway. So um, there was a spot where Dan Bryan was going for the uh, the multiple uh, knees to the turnbuckle, hits one, hits two, goes to the third one, Miro uh, reverses it into a Samoan drop, but the Samoan drop did not look uh, good at all. Um, there was um, there was a nice knee bar by Dan Bryan. I mean, Bryan Danielson, see, I just did it, uh, by Bryan Danielson. But Miro shows that strength, stands up out of the, near, uh, the knee bar, and hits a German suplex. They called it a sploder on, on, uh, on the commentary team. It was a German suplex. Um, again, I love Brian Danielson's uh, neck stomp where he holds up your arms and just stomps on your neck repeatedly. And at first, you can tell like like they're kind of like choreographing the knee stomps, but every single time the opponent stops and it's just Dan Brian, I mean Brian Danielson uh, hitting the hitting the neck over and over again and stomping it out. I love that spot. Um, there was uh, there was also a spot where. Um, 
I think Danielson was going for like a Hurricane Rana type thing, but it got reversed into a powerbomb by Nero, uh, by Miro. Um, they had a beautiful tap out tease. They actually had two nice tap out tees. Uh, one by Miro uh, with the um, um, the camel clutch, and then one by um, Brian Danielson when he had Miro in the label lock. Um, then Miro starts hawking up, opens up his arms, tells him kick me in the rib, kicks him. He gets Brian Danielson gets two kicks, boom. Miro drops Brian with one strong kick. They do that a few times. Loved it. I did like the ending of this match because the story was not only just bigger man versus smaller man. It wasn't just Miro's uh, quad being taped up. It was also Miro having neck issues. Uh, was coming in with a neck problem. And I love the fact that they did a tornado DDT into the sleeper. Miro doesn't tap out. The referee just calls for a match. Um, I don't think the crowd appreciated or did not see that finish coming, nor did they appreciate the match because it wasn't a lot of tope suicidas and all this other stuff. And I, and I think the crowd was also dead from the previous match. But this crowd kind of didn't appreciate this match. To me, they didn't. They weren't loud. They weren't um, really, like, into it. They Like, there was a This Is Awesome chant, but they chanted that at every match. So it was like, it, it, when, when you chant This Is Awesome to every match, to every match, it gets boring after a while. After a while, I was like, okay, what is not awesome? You know, it, it's just, that's just my take on that. I, I just don't think this crowd appreciated this match. This match reminded me of, like, like this was like a WWE type style match. Like, it really, really was. Like, you can see the WWE style in this entire match. Between the pacing, the flow, um, the storytelling, the uh, the least amount of tope suicidas and and flips and dupity doos or whatever it may be, but this was a good match overall. And I love the ending. They told the story about the neck and how the neck ended up being the downfall of Miro. And Brian Danielson becomes the number one contender for the AEW World Championship as he won the um, as he won the tournament eliminator. Um, by beating Miro in the final. So congratulations to Brian Danielson. Then let's talk about how the quality of this pay-per-view went down after that match. There was a couple of bright spots. But then we get to the six-man falls count anywhere match between Adam Cole, the Botch Bucks, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Christian Cage. Um, I love how Tony Schiavone ripped the Bucks into a new one. He tried to make it seem like a storyline talking about, oh, they're tough guys, but they're coming out with purple uh, mustaches. But I think he truly believed that. Loved it. Um, there was, um, there. so the, the match starts, you know, punches here and there, this, that, and the third. Uh, it gets down to, like, a uh, little bit into the match. They The Bucks are both uh, in the corner and basically, like, uh, um, Luciusaurus takes some German German suplexes, both of the Young Bucks. I, I like that. Uh, Jungle Boy with uh, with a Tope Suicida uh, onto uh, I, I believe it was Adam Cole. Uh, that's like that was like the second or third one of the night. Um, there was a beautiful tag team spot where uh, they they have um, they have uh, Adam Cole up. Uh, they have Adam Cole. He gets kicked in the face. 
goes right into uh, a suplex into the chair. Okay, it was an excellent tag move um, by um, by the um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Jurassic Express. Jeez, I could not remember their tag team to save my life. But, yeah, by Jurassic Express. Uh, there was a spot where they had, I believe that was Matt Jackson, in, uh, into a perfect position to hit the concerto. Um, Christian is going for the concerto. And then Jungle Boy kind of stops him and goes, hey, I, I want to do it. And they, he's kind of looking around. And he's looking around. And then he gets hit. He doesn't do, do the concerto. Did not like that spot. And then it was a super kick party. Woo. Yay. Look at me. We do super kicks, you know. Ugh. Um, there was a spot where where Jungle Boy gets pushed in by, by Matt Jackson and instead of like him running to the ropes, Adam Cole is on the apron, about to get back into the ring. And Jungle Boy jumps the rope, hits the her and Karana onto Adam Cole, onto the table. And then, followed by a beautiful diving elbow with Luchasaurus on the, on the, laying out on the table. I will say this about Matt Jackson. I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks, but I'll say this easily. That was a beautiful elbow drop onto the table, onto Luchasaurus. I absolutely love that spot. I thought that was a great spot. I thought that was a great, um, I thought that was a great uh, thing to, um, that happened in that match. There was also a, a dive, a group dive uh, by Christian Cage onto like three people. Um, it was, it was, uh, the two Stooges and Nick Jackson, and he's up on the Maisonette area. He actually climbs up a couple of sections and dives off the platform onto the uh, waiting people uh, down below. There was a nice wheelbarrow German suplex um, that happened outside of the ring onto the apron by Adam Cole to Jungle Boy. And then they get to this part of the match where it goes downhill. This is where the match goes down here. Like, like this match was good. This match was decent. But then they pull out the thumbtacks. And before I continue with this, let me talk about thumbtacks in professional wrestling real quick. Thumbtacks is perfectly used for that old crap moment. You can use it in multiple matches. It's okay. It's okay. But you got to separate the time frame out. You got to separate the time frame out. We've seen it hundreds of times, but you got to separate the time frame out. Didn't we just have thumbtacks like not too long ago on this show on multiple occasions to the point where we're kind of getting sick of tired of thumbtacks? So when I saw the thumbtacks, I'm like, oh, my God. And JR said it, too. Oh, yeah, another set of thumbtacks. They then put the thumbtacks in Jungle, Jungle Boy's mouth while Adam Cole has him in the camel clutch. And I thought something crazy was going to happen because... You got the young bucks, they're running the ropes, and they're running faster and faster and faster and faster. So I'm thinking it's going to be a big super kick. I'm about to love this moment. Even if they miss it, I'm going to love this moment. Then they stop. Then they stop, and they both kiss Adam Cole on the cheek. Really? Really? In the middle of a match, really? 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 That that was that was the only reaction I had was really. Then they super kicked Jungle Boy as he has the thumbtacks in the mouth. It was like, dude, you didn't need to put the kissing Adam Cole spot on the show. You didn't need to do that. It was stupid. It was do. It was stupid. And Jr. buried the hell out of that out of that part. He buried it, and I loved it, and I'm glad he buried it. 
I'm glad he buried it. Lord. Ladder comes into play. Ladder gets put in the, in the corner. Christian does a, a tornado DDT onto, onto Nick. And Christian eats the tornado DDT. Like, Nick barely got hurt. He eats the, the tornado DDT. I mean, just eats it. It was it was crazy. Um, there was a spot where the Bosch Bucks have the chair. It was shortly after the tornado uh, DDT. And Luchasaurus ducks both. And here's another botch because the timing is off by, by the Young Bucks, uh, by Nick, to go into the kick by Luchasaurus. He messes up the timing completely. And it, you can see Luchasaurus hesitates and then does actually what was supposed to be done. Another bad timing thing. Um... They kept using a trash can over and over and over again. And after the Adam Cole kissing spot thing, they kept using the same trash can. JR's burying the fact that they're using the same trash can. The match was just like the trash can. Just beating up, using, and it's a trash can. <laughs> um, um, JR, JR was not liking this match. Like I, I was noticing this with the commentary. JR was not liking this match at all. And I couldn't blame him because I think JR was okay with this match. And then the, the, the whole kissing incident happened, and that was it. Like, for me and JR, we were on the same wavelength. We were on the same wavelength. Like, we really were. Like, JR goes on commentary, goes, yeah, that was great. No, I can tell JR does not like this. JR does not like this at all. I can, I, I, I can just tell. I can just tell. Like, I really could. Here's where I thought the match should have ended. Panama Sunrise from the stage. From the set onto the stage by Jungle Boy. That doesn't finish the match. Then they pull out a, a three knee pads with thumbtacks on it. So, yes, more thumbtacks, ladies and gentlemen. They put the thumbtacks onto their knee, hit a triple BTE onto Luchasaurus, and, and Jungle Boy breaks up the match, breaks up the pin. Another false finish. Another false finish. This was also a good spot right here. Dino guy, as I like to call him sometimes. Luchasaurus. Does a, does a choke slam to Adam Cole with everybody waiting down besides Matt. There's Nick. There's your two Stooges. Adam Cole gets choke slam onto them by Luchasaurus. Then Luchasaurus hits a beautiful standing shooting star press onto everybody waiting down there. I love that spot. Love that spot. They get Matt into the concerto position. Jungle Boy hits Matt with the concerto. Rolls him over. One, two, three. That is the end of the match where Christian's standing there with him. Everybody goes home as happy because Jungle Boy won the match. They play Jungle Boy's theme song. Everybody's singing to it. Jungle Boy's a future star in this business. And it keeps getting put in matches with the Young Bucks. They're ruining a future star. They really are. Jungle Boy is an absolute star in this business. He really, really is. So when we come back, top of the hour, we're going to continue with this review as well because we got uh, Pac and Cody versus Black and Andrade, Bree and Ty Conti. We also got to talk about the Minneapolis street fight, and you know we got to get into CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Uh, keep it locked on here on North Coast Underground because this is technically it is real. We'll be right back after these messages. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. 
I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This has been a presentation of the Ohio Media School. Jam, man. Work it. Turn the whole thing up. Northcoastunderground.com, where the underground starts with you. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Have you always had a passion for film, radio, television, or other types of media? If this sounds like you, Ohio Media School may be the jumpstart you've been searching for. We have seven campuses to choose from. At Ohio Media School's eight-month program, you will learn about every aspect of media through hands-on coursework. From producing your own music videos and film shorts to having your own student-run internet radio stations and podcasts. Plus, all of our courses are taught by broadcasting professionals. Our school's diploma program will offer you job placement assistance. We also offer financial aid for those who qualify. Learn more about us at beonair.com or call at 216-503-5900. That's beonair.com and call us at 216-503-5900. We are located at 9885 Rockside Road in Valley View. The Ohio Media School. We change lives. You're listening to the hottest underground station in the nation, home to all your favorite underground artists and tracks from coast to coast. NorthCoastUnderground.com. The underground starts with you.
that was something else by the big news welcome back to technically it is real we are going to continue on our number two with full gear review i told you this entire show was going to be full gear centric because this is a four hour plus pay-per-view event and we're going to continue to get into it with Pac and cody versus black and andrade uh love uh, Malachi Black's uh, entrance. I love that entrance so much. It is beautifully done. The theme song is excellent. Cody booed out of the arena. Absolutely booed. I mean, it's time to turn Cody Hill. I mean, he is getting booed. He's getting FU Cody chance. Um, Pac and Cody starts off by not getting a long bunch of backslap tags. Uh, that was kind of happening with both teams, but it was really happening with uh, Pac and Cody. And it was a good way to draw some heat for Cody because Cody was getting booed every time he tagged, but Pac was getting cheered every time. Uh, nice pace, uh, good storytelling in the match. Uh, Pac with a nice corkscrew. Um, um, actually, no, it was a, a corkscrew two-pack by uh, Andrade. It was uh, nice uh, from, from the ring. To the second rope on the outside, it was excellent, good. Uh, there started to be some good heel tag team work, cutting off the ring very nicely by uh, Black and Andrade. Uh, nice springboard apron uh, DDT uh, to pack by uh, Andrade. Um, Cody with the coldest tag I've seen in a while because the, the pack is in the ring, he's getting beat up, this, that, and the third. And then uh, Pac finally gets the tag after Cody was sleeping for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and it was cold. Nice inverted suplex by Cody. Um, there was a 450 splash by Pac as Andrade was in the uh, figure four uh, leg lock. Uh, tope on, on Cody by um, uh, by Black at, uh, by, by Pac as Black had pulled Cody in. Um, so that was like the third or fourth Tope Suicida in the match. Uh, beautiful running big boot by uh, Malachi Black to Cody. Uh, after some back and forth, Pack wins with a with the Black Arrow. I thought this was a good tag team match. Afterwards, FTR attacks Pack and Cody after the match. I thought this was a solid match. It wasn't the best match. It wasn't a barn burner match, but it was still a good tag team match. And the one thing I did notice about this match, and it took me a minute to realize it, but I did notice it. This match had three former NXT World Champions, Pac, Black, and Andrade. And easily you could sit back and say some of their some of the best NXT tag tag run, I mean NXT runs in NXT history. So I thought that was a little interesting as well. You got three former NXT champions in that match. Uh, let's move on to Britt versus Ty Conti. Ty Conti has excellent footwork. She paces the match very well. Um, I think she's an excellent good worker. I think she's going to be a future star in this business. Um, they're telling a nice story about how Ty is is desperate to win this match. This is a huge match. She's the challenger. Britt is the champion. She's desperate. Usually Ty is more calm. She's more um, mild, mild-mannered and, and cool-headed. Um, and this, every time she cannot pin Britt, she is getting nervous. She's like figuring out what to do next, what to do next. Tell a nice story with that. Um, there was another cutter in this match. It was like the fifth cutter of the night. Uh, Air Raid Crash onto the apron by Bit Breaker onto Ty Conti. That was a beautiful spot, but it was another apron spot. I was getting tired of seeing apron spots uh, at this point. Uh, Ty hits a Ty KO, but Britt kicks out at two. Uh, Ty hits a nice power driver onto Britt Baker. Britt Baker kicks out at two again. 
um, there was some typical uh, heel heat by by DMD's um, um, posse. Nonetheless, Britt stomps Ty's head onto the steps because she gets lured into it because of the heels, stuff like that. She gets whipped into the steps, and then um, and then um, Britt hits a stomp onto Ty onto the steps. Um, but Ty does another group dive with everybody there, but Britt moves out of the way. Uh, Britt wins with a reverse roll-up. That's kind of my notes on the match. Like, Britt wins with a roll-up uh, for the win. I did not see that coming. I don't think nobody's seen it coming. It was very anticlimactic to a pretty good match. It's actually my favorite Britt Baker match. Yes, I know she had the hardcore match with the blood, and it made her a star and everything like that. But from a pure wrestling standpoint, this was absolutely my favorite match by uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker retains the AEW Women's Championship, and Ty Conti has a future. I don't think this loss hurts her at all. Oh, not even close. Let's get into it real quick before we go on commercial. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This match, I absolutely liked it a lot. Um, there was a lot of tension. A lot of tension between these two. No clobbering time from CM Punk. He just walked straight to the ring. They're, they're bickering back and forth. Referees trying to separate them. Then, bam! Eddie Kingston hits CM Punk with a backhand. Uh, fist CM Punk with a spinning backhand fist CM Punk sells it perfectly I mean he sells it perfectly he falls straight down down to the ground he takes a minute to uh, get up Eddie Kingston's working the match uh, to begin with uh, Eddie Kingston with a good exploder the crowd is split between these two men and there's Eddie Kingston CM Punk chance going back and forth back and forth back and forth there is clearly a split between these uh, between the crowd uh, Eddie Kingston uh Eat some kicks from from Punk, um, and then he eats some kicks. You know, Punk is kicking him. He's eating him, and then he pokes him in the eye. Good heel heat by uh, good heel move by Eddie Kingston. He and then ends up laughing. Um, there, there's a moment where they're outside of the ring. CM Punk gets knocked into the ring post, draws blood. Eddie Kingston takes CM Punk's blood and wipes it across his face. I absolutely love that spot. It, it made him look more tough. CM Punk start hitting the scene of comebacks. Shoulder tackle. Shoulder tackle. Into the spinning suplex. Then he does the, the, the tease for the five-knuckle shuffle, but then gives Eddie Kingston the finger. Kingston flip, flips him back off. Then, because you know this is the anniversary of uh, of, um, of Eddie Guerrero's uh, passing away, it was the 14th year. No, 16th year, right? 05? Yeah, 2005, that'd be 16 years. Yeah, so 16 years ago, uh, on the night of the pay-per-view, uh, Eddie Kingston had passed away. So there was a lot of Eddie, I mean, Eddie Guerrero, not Eddie Kingston, Lord. Eddie Kingston's in the match. Eddie Guerrero uh, had passed away. So there's another Three Amigos moment uh, in this match. Let me go back to the AEW tag team match real quick, and then I'll jump back into this. Because there was a Three Amigos spot in in um in this and ma- and the tag team match that I forgot to mention and like Dax hits two crowd boos Penta reverses it hits three and Dax look good doing it and Penta suck doing it so if you, we're gonna do Eddie 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 as an Eddie Guerrero make sure we're hitting his moves correctly make sure those hips are fluid make sure the footwork is fluid I'm gonna get into why I talk about that but nonetheless. Another three amigo spot. Uh, I thought it was nicely done by CM Punk. They're trading blows, trading fingers. Once again, same thing with the thumbtacks. At the while, the middle finger kind of does not matter if you keep flipping everybody off. Um, crowd starts booing. 
crowd starts booing Punk. Like, there's a part where Eddie Kingston teases to go to sleep, but it gets reversed into the go to sleep, but Punk cannot pin him. The crowd starts booing Punk. Punk realizes this and goes, you know what? Fine, I'll be the heel for this. Um, CM Punk then goes for the second GTS, pins Eddie Kingston, one, two, three. Very tense, uh, very good storyline. You could tell, like, these two dudes did not like each other at all. I thought it was a good match. CM Punk wins with the go-to-sleep pinfall. Afterwards, CM Punk tries to uh, tries to shake Eddie Kingston's hand. Eddie Kingston slaps it away, rolls out of the ring, walks up the ramp. And like I said, my only gripe about this match is too many middle fingers. Like, okay, we get it. We Y'all hate each other. Um... But maybe maybe I wrote this note because there was a lot of middle fingers to begin with before this started. So I was tired of seeing the middle finger. But nonetheless, uh, I thought this was a good match. Uh, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, I think they tore the house down. Uh, very, very good match. Very well paced. Very well timed. Uh, there weren't a lot of botches. There wasn't a lot of sloppiness. These are two veterans going at it in the ring. And these are two of the best workers on the microphone in the ring in the business today so when we come back from commercial we are going to talk about the minneapolis street fight because i got a lot to say about that match i got a lot to say about the minneapolis street fight match so we're going to get into that we're going to get into page versus omega uh when we, when we come back this is north coast underground don't change that dial at all we'll be right back after these messages My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. They'll test you. Try to break your will. But however loud the loudness gets, however many cheese puffs may fly, you're the driver. The one in control. Stand firm. Just wait. And move only when you hear the click that says they're buckled in for the drive. Never give up till they buckle up. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm <clears throat> Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Ever wanted to get into TV or radio but never knew how to get started? Ohio Media School is going to give you the push you need to further your career in broadcasting. It's a nine-month program with hands-on training taught by broadcast professionals. They offer job placement assistance and have seven different campuses to choose from. With student-run internet stations, Ohio Media School also has financial aid for those who apply. Ohio Media School is located in Valley View at 9885 Rockside Road. For more information, please call 216-503-5900 or visit beonair.com. Ohio Media School. We change lives. Hey, you've got a lock here at NorthCoastUnderground.com, where the underground starts with you. You suck, you jackass. Hell yeah, live and direct, 
I'm the number one stunner. It's Ice B.E.S. Yeah, it is no other. You bring up with the squad, you get a stone cold stunner. Codeine and ghetto Joe, that's my light skin brother. Oh, hell yeah, I'm the motherfucking champ. CO2, ENT, that's the motherfucking camp. If you didn't know, boy, I'm Cleveland as hell. Doing the money dance like Johnny Manziel. Uh. Do you rip that land? Do you get them bands? Hell yeah. Did you play that block? Did you swing them brands? Hell yeah. Do you pull on for that OHC? Hell yeah. So the threes in the air and say it then. Hell yeah. 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 Do you pull on for that OHC? Hell yeah. 
That was Bougie by Mike Giovanni. Song before that was Hell Yeah by Division 3. Welcome back to TIR. Technically, it is real. Again, I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. Uh, quick announcements before we continue on with the uh, AEW Full Gear re uh, review. You can listen to the replays of this show on Spotify. Uh, just type in Technically, It Is Real in the uh, Spotify search bar, and it'll be right there. Uh, episodes 5 through 12 is there uh, on, on there as well. You will be also getting Spotify exclusives uh, while there's reviewing the um, uh, the the week of the NFL actions or just regular sports talk or whatever it may be. Matter of fact, I just had a excellent uh, conversation with uh, my classmate Eugene that is uploaded on Spotify. You can definitely listen to that on Spotify. We're just talking about sports, Browns, Patriots, uh, best NBA players of all time. Uh, things of that nature you, you definitely do not want to miss that uh, that is a Spotify exclusive so like I said just go onto Spotify uh, open up that app and just type in technically it is real in the search bar uh, to get that and again like I said the replays of the show will be on Spotify as well also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at TyrellWJackson1. Uh, just put that in the search bar. You'll see my fine-looking face on Twitter as well, uh, where you can actually have the link to the Spotify um, uh, page there as well. And also, you'll just get little snippets of what I think, uh, some of my favorite retweets, likes, and things of that nature. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about uh, the Ruthless Aggression era as WWE is putting out their second season of the uh, Ruthless Aggression, uh, aggression uh, miniseries. They're going to be putting that back on air. So we're going to be talking about that episode. The first episode is Hollywood Rock. It is Hollywood Rock and uh, Hollywood Rock to me, very short lived and extremely underrated version of the rock i absolutely love hollywood rock to me it is the favorite it is my favorite version of the rock so we're definitely going to be getting into that uh next week we're also going to be getting into a little bit of survivor series talk as survivor series is uh tomorrow night as well so we'll be talking about survivor series as well uh, uh, next week, and then we're going to get back into the NFL talks and everything like that. Also, you know, we're going to have Jobber of the Week uh, as well. That's not going to stop as well. We're going to have Jobber of the Week as always. So, I just want to say thank you all for listening again to the show. I really do appreciate it. Let's get back into this AEW full gear review with the Minneapolis Street Fight match. So, we have a street fight. We have a street fight. Now, first, let me let me talk about who's in the match. You got the inner circle. That's Jericho, Tito and Santana, Sammy Guevara, Jake, uh, Jake Hager versus um, top uh, Team America or Top America, which consists of three MMA guys, uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Um, this 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 match. Lord have mercy, this match. This was the six-man tag team match, but sloppier. There was another Tope Suicida. There was 
Uh, another group dive where people were waiting. There was the Prince guitar that had Inner Circle written all over it, so it ruined that spot. Uh, I got a Purple Rain match, uh, Purple Rain chant from the crowd. Um, Junior Del Santos, I think he looked good. You know, for a guy who's only been in MMA, Junior Del Santos, um, most winningest uh, uh, MMA fighter of all time. Um, nice. I, I thought he was good. You know, for a guy who, you know, is supposed to be green in the ring, he was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? He did a standing moonsault. Uh, he was definitely better than um, than than the other guys. But I put in my note, the the two other MMA guys, they, I can't even remember their names. I don't care to remember their names because I thought this match sucked. Um, they, they were greener than collard greens. Like, they really were. They were greener than collard greens. They were greener than mustard greens. And mustard greens are delicious. Collard greens are delicious. You ever mix them together and they just... just Oh my God, they're really delicious. Mm, I'm thinking about some collard greens now, but uh, <laughs> um, especially when you put the smoked turkey turkey legs in there or the smoked neck bones in there, just oh my God, Mm-mm-mm. I could use some of my mother's collard greens right now. Now I'm talking about it. Uh, anyway, let's 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 get back on track. Um, like I said, this is another Tope Suicide, another dive. I was ready to turn this event off at this point. Like I said, outside of Eddie Kingston and. And and CM Punk, I did like the Bree and Ty Conti match, but like this, the quality of this of this pay per view went downhill fast. Um, this match sucked. There's more trash cans. There there was a, a double submission, and then uh, Sammy Guevara uh, threw a football at one of the guys, and there was a skull chant, whatever it may be. Um, Sammy Guevara hit a bad arm drag early in the match. It looked like crap. I don't know if that was Sammy Guevara's fault or the other guy's fault. Um, Sammy Guevara had the best moment of the match. Um, there was, um, there was somebody laying down on the ground. I, like I said, I can't remember because, because this was the match I did not pay attention to, but I paid attention to this part where basically he does a swanton bomb, uh, onto, onto the guy onto the table. And in my notes, I put Sammy Hardy, anybody, cause he did look like Jeff Hardy doing that. Uh, you got the iron claw spot from the, uh, from the Baron. I had like that spot as well. Uh, Ethan Page is talking trash to, uh, I think Santana's wife or something like that. And the Baron hits the iron claw, uh, legend in the business. So I did like that, uh, as well. Um, Santana, Overdove one uh, on this spot onto the crowd where he used the security guard as leverage uh, to get up there uh, to 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 bounce over. He overshot it. Actually, took a, a fan out. He took a fan out. Uh, then we got the retirement spot between the two old guys, between the the old MMA guy and and Chris Jericho. It just looked like crap. It was just like okay, uh, Jericho. Uh, was put into the walls Jericho, but then the guy scoots Jericho over so obviously to the kendo stick, snore. Um, and it was a stapler spot where Jericho stapled the dude's uh, man regions. Uh, yeah, staples, that was easy. Um, I have no energy for this because this match sucked. This match sucked. And this is what I'm talking about because, um, again, this is the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's death and you know Jericho decides to pay tribute to Eddie you know he looks up does you know the thing and everybody starts chanting Eddie 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 and Jericho gets up to the top rope and proceeds to hit the worst frog splash I've ever seen in my entire life that frog splash was crap. And this is what I said earlier in the show. If you're going to do a Eddie Guerrero tribute, 
You better do his moves right. You better do it right. Because that looked like crap. He landed on his knees. He flopped over. He got the pinfall. It was horrible. The worst frog splash I've ever seen in my entire life. The absolute worst. I mean, my God, that that frog splash was terrible. You can't pay Eddie tribute like that. You can't do that. Inexcusable, unacceptable. You're going to do an Eddie tribute, you better do it right. Because Eddie gave us the best every single time, so Eddie deserves the best. And you're going to give out the worst frog splash I've ever seen. I mean, ever. Ever seen. And don't do it again. Please, with the love of God, don't do that again. Horrible, horrible, horrible frog splash. Inner circle wins. Yay. Woo. Yay. Match I don't care about. And the crowd is oohing and on over the same spots that happen over and over again throughout the night. Ooh, look at another group dive. Ooh, another Tope Suicida. Ooh. Really? This is what we are as, as wrestling fans now? We can watch the same monkey eating the banana over and over again and go ooh every time? You know when you go to the zoo? You go to the zoo. And you get to the monkey part. And what do monkeys usually do in the zoo? They just sit there. Might scratch their butt. Might do other things I can't say on, on, on the airwaves. But then, you go to the zoo one time. And the monkey actually grabs something to eat. The monkey's not scratching his butt. Grabs a banana and it eats it right in front of you. Just the monkey staring right at you and eats the banana. And you're like, whoa, I've never seen this before. Usually he's just scratching his butt. Usually he's just sitting there. Man, that's crazy. He actually eating a banana. Then the monkey grabs another one. You go, oh, another banana. Woohoo. After the 10th banana, how many times are you going to go, oh, woohoo, before you realize. Alright, dude, did you eat enough bananas? This is what this pay-per-view was. It was the same match. Tope suicidas, group dives, cutters, apron spots. And I'm not even at the end of the match. I'm not even at the end of the card. And I just gotta say it. I just gotta say it. Like, this is what I'm talking about. When it wasn't like that. When it wasn't like that. It was the ex-WWE guys. Yes, we did have a Tope Suicida in the match with Pac and everything like that. But it was done right. It was done right. Cody was pulled into it. It wasn't onto another opponent. There was no big group dive where everybody's grouping around like, okay, come on, let's get ready for our spot. Come on, one, two, three, catch him and go, wee! It wasn't that. 
Brian Danielson and Miro didn't even have a Tope Suicida in there. It didn't. Eddie Kingston and, and, and CM Punk. No Tope Suicida. CM Punk, ex-WWE guy. And I'm not one of those big old WWE marks where WWE can do no wrong. Because have you seen Raw? Have you seen Raw? Have you seen how many cuts they've released again? Last night. So I'm not no big old, yeah, WWE. But man, the quality of WWE matches sometimes over AEW's is better. And the crowd falls with the same crap. The crowd falls with the same crap. They fall for the same banana in the tailpipe trick. They fall for the same someone put sugar in my gas tank trick. They fall for it. Ooh, ah, whoa. Group dive, whoa. Another group dive, whoa. Apron spot, whoa. Apron spot again, whoa. Apron spot again, whoa. My God, that was awesome. What the hell? It's the same monkey eating the banana while staring at you and you keep going ooh and ah. Get it together, people. Because after the 10th time that I was watching a tope suicida and a cutter and and, and an apron move and, and, and another group dive where everybody's waiting and it looks like crap and I have the same gripe about money in the bank matches, I don't go ooh and ah anymore. I just go stop. And I go, I want to turn this crap off. That is where I go. That is what I want to do with this crap sometimes. I was ready to turn this pay-per-view event off so many times because they kept doing the same old crap. The same old BS. And this match really made me want to turn this crap off. It made me want to turn it off. Because what the hell was that? It was the exact same match as the Botch Bucks and Adam Cole versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. It was the exact same match. Matter of fact, it took them 15 minutes to get to a weapon in a street fight. It's a street fight tag match and we're doing legal tags? This match was sloppy from the moment the bell rung. There's no point of doing a tag team match, a regular tag team match, when it's a street fight and every man is legal. There is no point of legal tags. Do can we please learn, for the love of God, what basic tag team wrestling is? Can we please figure it out? For a company that sit back and say we want to specialize in tag team wrestling because our competitors don't do it as good, which they don't, can we learn what basic tag team wrestling is for once? For the love of God. How many times are we going to mention the bunt cake? How many times are we going to mention, mention trash cans and see trash cans? How many times? Commentators keep talking about Bunk Cake because they're not in the match. They're not into it because they done seen the same match over and over and over again. This promotion should be in a better position than what it is in right now. 
They've gotten better. They've gotten better. But they could be way better than what they are. And now they're about to move to TBS. And what they could have used as a as a way to beat WWE with TNT following NBA games sometimes, they failed to miss that opportunity. Now they're going to a station with less viewers. This is AEW, ladies and gentlemen. But thank God for the pay-per-view ending. Thank God for the main event. Because the main event saved this show from being a D+. And the only reason why it gets a D plus so far is because, and I'm giving out my grades early. I'm giving out my grades early, but I do not care. This is my show. Giving it early, but the reason why it's not a D plus is because of the simple fact that you had MJF versus Darby Allen, you had CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, and you had Miro versus Bryan. And outside of MJF, and Darby Allen, do you see a theme here? Three out of the four guys who had the best matches on the show used to wrestle where? We will be right back. Don't change that dial. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash call. Do you want to be on the radio or TV? Do you want a career in broadcasting? Then the Ohio Media School is for you. We have a hands-on course that is taught by broadcast professionals that already work in the field. The Ohio Media School has seven different campuses that you can choose from. We also include 160 intern hours that you get from working at a real-life local radio or TV station. We also have two radio stations on campuses operated by the students. Once you graduate and receive your diploma, yes, it is a diploma program, we have career placement assistance to help you build your resume and help you find your first job in the broadcasting industry. For more information, call 216-503-5900. Again, that number is 216-503-5900 or go to beonair.com. That's beonair.com. The Ohio Media School for Broadcasting Careers. Begin. Northcoastunderground.com. The underground starts with you.
That was Class 5 by Scenic Route. Welcome back to the show. We got about nine minutes left. So let's get into it real quick. Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Adam Page uh, intro video was phenomenal. It's going through his journey of how many times he came so close to the AEW um, World Championship. And when he comes out loud pop, I mean, this is where the crowd really wakes up again. Kenny Omega comes out, course of booze. There's the F Don Callis uh, chance. Um, look, Adam Page with a nice crossbody to uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, some chops back and forth, actual wrestling through this match. I feel like this match had a very good pace. I thought this match was good. People who know me, they know I am not a Kenny Omega fan at all. I am not a fan of 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 what he looks like knockoff Triple H with dyed black hair. <laughs> but I thought this was a good match, and I thought. Kenny Omega was actually not carried in this match. I thought him and Adam Page worked very well together. I really, really do believe that. There was a spot where they were both on the top rope, and then Kenny Omega hits a gut-wrench powerbomb off the top rope onto the ground. I thought that was done uh, very well. There weren't too many near falls or anything like that. They told a nice story throughout this entire match. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Nobody really had uh, control over Anybody, it was very good. Um, Don kept getting involved, but then eventually he got knocked out of the match. Um, they kept teasing the uh, the one-winged angel uh, that Kenny Omega was going to hit, but Adam Page is his own one-winged angel uh, for Kenny Omega to uh, kick out. That's one of my few gripes about this match. Too many V-triggers, and I wish the kick out of the one-winged angel would have went to Adam Page instead of Kenny Omega. I felt like that would have made the match just a little bit better. Because when Kenny Omega hits the one-wing angel, nobody kicks out. Nobody kicks out. So I thought it would have been better if the one-wing angel would have been performed by Kenny Omega. And then Adam Page kicks out. Uh, the Botch Bucks comes out and they give the nod of approval. They don't help Kenny Omega to give the nod of approval. Uh, Hangman hits the springboard clothesline for the three. And like I said, they should have pulled the trigger at this event for him. They did. Adam Page, new AEW World Champion. Congratulations to Adam Page. I knew it from the moment I saw him that Adam Page was a future world champion. And I am glad that he is finally the world's heavyweight champion. So let's give out my grades for this show. Uh, match by match real quick. Darby Allen, MJF, like I said earlier, A+. The AEW tag team match, uh, tag team titles match between the Lucha Bros and FTR, that gets a C. Uh, Miro versus Dan, uh, versus Brian Danielson gets a bleep, uh, B plus, excuse me. They, that actually gets a B plus. Botch, the Young Bugs and Adam Cole versus uh, Jungle Express and Christian Cage gets a D plus. Uh, actually, no, I give it a C minus. I will give it a C minus. I thought it was good enough to get a C minus. Um, Pac versus Cody, uh, Pac and Cody versus Black and Andrade gets a C, uh, in my opinion. Britt versus Ty Conti gets a C as well. CM Punk versus Eddie Kinson gets a B minus. I thought that was a good match. Uh, Minneapolis Street Fight gets a F minus. It gets a F minus. My reasons why. And the main event gets a B plus. This pay per view was a D overall. This pay-per-view was a D overall into the main event. The reason why I say that is because of the crowd, because of most of what the 
botch bucks uh the young bucks and uh adam cole versus jungle express and christian cage was at the end i did love the start of this match and the quality match went down if the quality of the match didn't go down this match probably would have got an a for me it gets a c i think i just said c minus i can't remember that fast but it gets a c for me overall uh, match of the night, definitely MJF versus Darby Allen. That was definitely match of the night. Moment of the night would be Sammy Guevara uh, doing the Swanton Bomb onto the table, onto a line opponent. Worst moment of the night was definitely the street fight match overall, but it was definitely Chris Jericho's frog splash that definitely takes moment of the night. And and um, that's my AEW Full Gear review. It took up the whole show like I thought it would. So, again, you can listen to the replays on Spotify. Um, uh, on Spotify, just type in Technically It Is Real onto the search bar. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tyrell W. Jackson 1 at on Twitter. That is that is my actual username on Twitter, Tyrell W. Jackson 1. Uh, on there, like I said, you'll get uh, some likes and retweets that I retweet about. Uh, some little snippets of what I talk about. And also, you will also see when I upload uh, replays to the show and also when Spotify exclusives go up on Spotify as well. Uh, so, thank you all for listening again. I do appreciate it. Uh, we will not be here next week, so we will have a, uh, a one-week hiatus. So, I do want to wish everybody a safe and happy Thanksgiving Hope you guys continue to stay safe out there. The holidays, it gets a little crazy, gets a little rampant. Stay safe. Eat some good food. If the potato salad got raisins in it, throw it away immediately. If the mac and cheese got anything but mac and cheese, throw it away immediately because it's Thanksgiving. Ain't no time for no experimental crap. So, again, thank you so much. Also, Notre Dame plays Georgia Tech. Beat Georgia Tech. Go Irish. This is Tyrell Jackson from Technically It Is Real, and it has been real. We're going to close you out with Don't Stop by RMG. Thank you all for listening, and have a great two weeks. We will be right back the Saturday after uh, the week of Thanksgiving. This is Tyrell Jackson signing off. <laughs> we in the yeah, it's Wanzo. Have you ever seen a peasant transform to a king? Until I got a crib for winter, summer, and spring. And even if I fall, I'ma rise to the top. I grew up with gunshots and crooked cops on the block. I'm the best of my time, so I got me a watch. I'm faster than grease lightning, top notch of the game. When I was five years old, I wanted money and fame. Trying to go from pocket change to nine figures of cash. Dollar signs so big, they can't fit in the stash. I got a posse so stacked that we look like the cast. Your favorite rapper can't compete because he probably trash. All I need is a mic, and all I need is my team. My in the circle full of G's, man, we like a pack of fleas. Since I was like 17, I could do it with the ease. I'm better than the best when it comes to this music. Your record label looking stupid every time that I do it. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. And you, and you, you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. And you, and you, you don't stop. I 
said, first let me hop out my new black whip. The station's down the street as we ride past it. I said, you know me, I'm open, I'm honest, you see me. I got a problem with greedies, cause they just hate when they see me. This the album they want it, where we spitting so focused. I got my hand on controls, it's like I'm working a puppet. You know we gonna get you, RMG gonna get you. When we paint the perfect picture, so don't swallow the switches. Don't get too high, watch the jet fly. Don't smile too long, it's the next line. It's a given, I don't catch nothing real Cause hip-hop is here and it'll never derail And yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop And yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop And yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop And you, and you, you don't stop I graduated high school, never been to prison Elevated the game by making better decisions Look what I did, take a look at the kid Inspiration from big to make it bigger than big A whole lot of people were saying I couldn't do it I lost a couple homies to drug dealers and shootings I gotta keep it moving, I gotta keep going Maintaining my focus, my knowledge deep as the ocean And all I got is time, had to hustle and grind This at top of the line, my haters can move aside Let the people decide, the best rapper to rhyme Wanted dead or alive, as long as we doing time we started small in the gutter, now we taking the town. Can't recognize a king, take a look at the crown. Look what I did, this is only the beginning. And when I look around, I'm the only one that's winning. Let's yes, go. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. And you, and you, you don't stop. No, 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 we ain't never stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have finished listening to another presentation of Technically It Is Real on NorthCoastUnderground.com. I have been your host, Tyrell Jackson, and it has been real. Go Browns, Cavs, Guardians, and Fighting Irish. Have a great week, everybody.